0: So um today we're going to be talking about um the idea of the perseverance of the saints or um remaining a Christian or another way that people often put it like can you lose your salvation like what um this is something that um in the church today there are there are um varying opinions on this um Honestly, um, I don't know why (laughs) there are varying opinions on this. Um, This seems to be one of those areas where um, Scripture is very clear. I think what happens sometimes is that we take warning texts about um, the result of, or not the result, but the requirement of continuing in faith as somehow a warning that you could fall away from faith um, when in fact i'll slide back a little bit when in fact what um, what those texts point out to us is something that we can be very certain of that is, if you are a believer, you will continue in faith. Like true belief, part of part of that process, or part of that effect of being sealed by the Holy Spirit, is that you will, in fact, continue in faith. Like one of the ways that I that I say it, and I've told this to my children too, because um, my ch- two of my children, um, the oldest two. Uh, who have uh, professed faith in Christ, there is likely going to be a day where where the memory of that moment for them fades because they were young um, so when I ask them the question like how do you know that you believe part of answering that is do you continue in belief? Continuing in belief is evidence that you believed because you can't come to belief outside of the a miraculous work of God in your life um, so if you find yourself believing today uh, that is the work of that is the work of God in you um, and continued belief is um, evidence that God has been uh, working in your life so just kind of to give a definition um, to this perseverance of the saints so the perseverance of the saints means that all those who are truly born again, will be kept by God's power and will and will persevere as Christians until the end of their lives and that only those who persevere until the end have been truly born again. So um, we're going to look at a couple of different places in the scriptures today. We're going to look at um, kind of, fo- there's two areas that we're going to look into. One is um, uh, this, this idea that um, ultimately, if you persevere, it is because God has been working in you. So it's the, the side of God working in us as believers. And then on the other side, we're going to look at these um, places in Scripture that are that are kind of warnings against falling away. Um, and, and when we look at these, what I want us to see is that, that these are warnings to those whose faith may be a false faith, right? Um, If you are a believer, you can be assured that you will not fall away because it is God who holds you, right? It is God who um, continues working in you. It is God who ultimately finishes this work in you. So if you find yourself, um, and I'm not talking about times in life where you may be less... Uh, faithful or less uh, fruitful in your ministry or um, that uh, perhaps you find yourself um, maybe not striving as you ought to in your walk with Christ. I'm not talking about this. Um, I'm talking about if you find yourself um, turning away as though you never believed, then it might very well be that you never truly, believed. So, we're going to look at a couple of different places today. First, I want us to start in Philippians chapter 1 verse 6. <clears throat> so, if y'all will turn there with me, Philippians chapter 1 verse 6. I'll give y'all a second. <clears throat> so, here we read, and I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. So the first question that I have for you, who began the work in you? Um, So I want us to understand that you did not begin the work in you. Right? Who was it that began this work? It was God who began this work in you. And did he begin this work... looking to looking to lose the what he put into it no so the one who began the work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ so if you are a believer if you have put your faith in Christ the work of Christ if you are sealed by the holy spirit if the Spirit of God is dwelling within you. How do we know if the Spirit of God is dwelling in us? One, he testifies to that. Like his Spirit joins with our spirit, testifying that we are in fact children of God. and That is why we can cry Abba Father to him, right? Um, Second, another way that you can know that the Holy Spirit is dwelling in you is the Holy Spirit produces fruit in your life. Um, if you see, if you go to Galatians 5.22 and you see this fruit in uh, in totality, and now there may be different era, different like aspects of the fruit that he lists there that you can see more clearly, but the Holy Spirit is working out all of this fruit in your life. You can see this working out in you. This is another evidence that the Holy Spirit is working in you. And if he is working in you, the one who began this work in you, Will bring it to completion. So, um, as a believer, you do not need to fear falling away. Okay. Now, um, I want us to think about this for a little bit. Has any has any of you ever had a fear after you came to Christ that you would fall away from Christ? Have any Have any of you at any point in your walk? Um, Wondered if you were actually saved, right? I think this is a common experience. Um, there, because when you come to understand what it is that God has done in you, especially as a new believer, there is this real, natural feeling. One, you feel very. Grateful and gracious, but also you now understand what it is that you have been saved from, and and a part of that comes with this fear that you might lose that somehow, right? Um, So I I don't think that it's an uncommon thing for um, new believers to find themselves in this place. Now, um, if you have been walking with God for any length of time, um, I do not. Think that this is a position that you will find yourself in perpetually. Okay? What do I mean by that? Um, If you have been a follower of Christ for a decade and you've been pressing forward, then it should be very easy for God's Spirit within you to be like, no, if that thought ever rises up, look what I've done in you. Right? Because over, over time... Where, where you may find yourself today struggling with a particular thing, given time and reflecting back on what God is doing in you, you will see fruit in those areas of your life because the Holy Spirit um, is powerful. Like The Spirit of God is powerful. We are not indwelled by a spirit of weakness, by a spirit of timidity, by a spirit of... Um, by an incapable spirit, um, we're empowered by the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Like, this is a spirit that does the impossible. This spirit dwells within us. Is this spirit incapable of making change within us? Okay, so we ought to, given time be able to reflect back on our lives and see this progress that the spirit is making in us so as believers if you've been a believer for a significant amount of time you ought not find yourself as as a young believer often does concerning yourself with whether or not you are His. right the holy spirit working in your heart in your mind in your life over time confirms again and again that you are His um, and uh, that He will finish this work in you, right? And this um, Now that's that's not to say that if you uh, perhaps you put your faith in Christ um, and you have been slow in growth. Um, and you have been slow in growth because you have ignored, um, God's Word in in key areas, right? What what are those What are those key areas? If you fail to spend time with God in His Word, that's a that's a great failing as as a Christian. We ought to be spending time in the Word of God because there is no other way, right? There's no other way um, in which the Holy Spirit moves as powerfully as he does as when you are in the Word of God for refining your heart. So if you are apart from the Word of God for any length of time, um, expect stagnation but also expect um, that if you are if you are God's that He will have you in places where you're reminded of this. like th- like today would be one of those examples of this, right? Like, if you are His, He keeps you. And He has means by which He keeps you. Part of that is the church. Like, the body of believers that you find yourself um, fellowshipping with and studying um, and growing together in. These are part of the means sometimes because sometimes we need help. Am I right? Like, sometimes we need help. Sometimes we find ourselves in God's Word studying a thing. And we don't understand it. And sometimes the means by which the Holy Spirit works to bring us understanding is in fellowship with other believers, right? We have friends who are also likewise in the Word of God. And when we find ourselves at times um, confused by something, we can go and we can talk and the Holy Spirit can work together in that um, to bring us <clears throat> excuse me, to bring us. Uh, Better understanding. So let's turn now. So I'm just going to reread this. This is kind of one of the, for me, one of those foundational places um, that give me hope whenever I find myself um, struggling. Like never never do I question whose I am because he continues to remind me That He will not fail in the work that He's began in me, and and this should be something that the Holy Spirit does for you, as well. Like He should continue reminding you. So if you ever find yourself, um, maybe you find yourself in one of those low places, um, look at this Scripture and let this be one of those that brings hope to you. Because I am sure of this, right? Like I can, like I feel like I can say this. Um, with the same surety that he's saying this here, then I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Like I have no doubt, believer, that um, if you are his, that he will continue this work and he will complete this work in you. You will persevere to the end. And if you don't, you did not believe. Right? Like that's the reality. Like perseverance is evidence of your belief. Because if you believe, then this work has begun in you. And if this work is begun in you, then it will be brought to completion because it is God who is working it out within you. Okay, so now let's go to uh, John chapter ten. We've got four places that we're going to look at to this side, this power of God working in us, um, bringing it to completion, this who's you are and who has you type of, type of idea when we consider perseverance of the saints, and then we'll go to uh, look at <clears throat> uh, these war- a couple of warning passages as well. Uh, John chapter 10, we're going to be looking in verse 27 through 29 here. So, uh, John chapter 10, I'm going to start reading in verse 27. Uh, This is Jesus speaking here. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life. What kind of life does he give to his sheep? Is this some kind of um, transient life? Is this life that is here today gone tomorrow? What, is it, what does it it mean that he's given us eternal life? Is this a a um, Does this des- describe a quality to our life as Christians? Yes, yes. Does this describe a scope to our life as Christians? So quality is like, what does it mean to live eternal life? This is a different kind of living, right? But when I say scope here, I mean the bounds of it. What is the scope that this reaches to? Is this something that is temporary or is it without bounds? This is a boundless life that he's given to us here. Those who are his sheep, those who have heard his voice, those who know his voice, like this is an eternal life. This is not a life that he began that then ends at some point for you, right? Like the, 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 the kind is a different kind of life for us here. So um, I give them eternal life, he says there, and they will never perish. So we have eternal life and then never perish. What does that mean? Does that mean you won't die on this side? No, clearly not. Because there's been many believers who have come and gone from this walk of life on this side. So when he speaks of perishing here, when he speaks of the life that he's given to us as believers in perishing, what does he mean to say here? That it's eternal. This is another way of of him pointing to just how long this life is that he's given to us. Right? You will not perish from it. If you are His, you do not fall away from Him. Right? You are His. He has kept you. He seals you. And they will never perish. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. Okay, who is it? Why is it that I can say confidently that if you have placed your trust your hope, your everything in Christ, that you have no fear of falling away, that you have no fear of losing your salvation. Why is it?: it's not, or Yes. Just like um, if I'm walking with my child and I'm walking, maybe I'm walking in a busy intersection, or I'm walking like, uh, I don't know, in a large crowd, and I'm holding them. Is it them holding on to my hand that will keep them ultimately from darting off into the road or is it me holding on to them that will keep them? Right? And there are times with which my youngest daughter will say, ouch, you're hurting my arm. And I'm like, that's because you're pulling away. (laughs) Stay by me. Okay? But she's not getting away. Right? She's not going anywhere. And no matter how hard it hurts in that moment, that that pain is for me to keep her by me because I know what would happen if I let her go, right? She's going to dart off and car will hit her or she'll not look and she'll walk out and there's the danger, right? But who is it that holds her in that moment? Her father holds her, right? this is important. Does she hold my hand sometimes? Sometimes (laughs) I just have to hold her. And sometimes I'm like, I'll hold you by the arm because it feels like you're trying to pull your hand and I'm just going to squeeze it. On the flip side, I don't know, say
1: lose
0: your kids. Some of of us are better at this than others. They
1: weren't holding your hand
0: when they ran away. They weren't. They were... (laughs) so 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 Christ so Christ here Christ here points out to us that no one will snatch them out of my hand now oftentimes um, when this verse is brought up particularly regarding like perseverance of the saints or can you lose your salvation um, sometimes it will be brought up well this doesn't this doesn't like speak to you removing yourself from your father's hand. And I, I go back to the analogy. if my daughter is trying to get away and I've got a grip on her, is she getting away? No, no. It may hurt when she tries to pull, but she is mine, right? Yes. And,
1: like, pull it. And God's like, no.
0: Yes. You yes. Exactly. And
1: it's with the desire too, like so back to the Disney World analogy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, good,
0: it's
1: helpful. Like, so after said event and she realizes and I realize <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> like
1: she wanted to literally be if I had a womb in my womb.
0: Yeah. Like there was not one moment from there out I had to be like, hey, like, hold
1: my hand like she was in my shirt Yeah. <laughs> we got pictures. Yeah. It looks like I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> because she wanted. Yeah. She understood the safe place. Yes. Yeah. And like, yes, I'm holding her hand. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And Yeah. she wants to be there. And this is part this is a this is a part of the work that the spirit does in us in conforming our our will, yes. Right? He, he, he changes our desires right, so that we don't pull so hard and hurt our arms. Now this doesn't mean that there won't be times that we don't try to pull hard in a direction. Um, but um, as believers, as followers of Christ, one thing that we can be like, that we can know for certain is that He will not loosen His grip on us one little bit. No matter how hard we Pull no matter how hard we um, try to you know go off in, in a direction like God um, God is holding us. In the prodigal son story,
1: um, there was I guess you can look at it from different angles. I know that there are different ways to interpret that mm-hmm. story, but the father had to release the son. And he didn't release him. And you know what I mean? Yeah. He was still his son. Yeah. So how do you
0: Yeah. Like
1: he he holds us but he allows us to go through things so that we will conform our
0: will to things. Yes. So like there are to, there are times there are times in life so like um, this analogy here where we get this this idea of being in his hand, right? Um, this is to point us to one very specific like truth. Uh, that truth being is that your security mm-hmm. is not in you, right. right? You are secure in Christ. Mm-hmm. It is he who holds you. It is he who does the work from beginning to end. Now, uh, as we spoke about when we were covering sanctification, we participate in this, in this work of, of sanctification, right? Which is why you can grow more if you're in God's Word consistently as a believer than if you neglect it as a believer, right? Because you can participate in this, in this work of sanctification, Right? like we're participants here we're called to work out our salvation specifically there the sanctifying work of our our, our salvation right not the justification not ultimately the hope for being glorified um, with Christ like all of that is secured in in the father's hand and in Christ's hand but um, but there are times in life where, uh, stepping away from the analogy that that is speaking to our security in Him, um, there are times that His wisdom allows our foolishness to take place. Ultimately, for His His sanctifying work within us as believers, right?
1: That's why the older brother shouldn't have been upset with the younger brother, because. Each person, God is sanctifying and knows the best method. Yeah. The best. It's like with our children, we we were that way with our children. I'm not just when we were raising our kids. I don't remember us being like, all right, this is the way it is for everybody. Because there were times that for this kid it might have been a good thing to go do something. Yeah. You know, or this kid didn't need to. You know, we.
0: Yeah. And where we where we fail and fall short sometimes in our in our um guiding of our children, we can be certain that God in his infinite wisdom the decisions that he makes are are perfect and without fault, ultimately leading to um the sanctification of the church, of the individuals within the church. Um, and the the glory um, being placed ultimately on Christ for this work. Um, So here we see um, that no one will snatch them out of my hand. Um, And then in verse 29, um, my Father who has given them to me uh, is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. So whose are you? You are the Father's, the Father gave you to Christ, Christ has lost none, um, and no one is able to snatch you out of Christ's hand, no one is able to snatch you out of the Father's hand, Um, so your uh, salvation is is fixed um, and secure, uh, not because of of you ultimately, but, but because of The work that God is doing and his faithfulness to completing that work. So let's turn now to um, Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 1, and we're going to look at verses 13 and 14 here. So Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. So uh, one thing that I want to point out here, this idea of, uh, of a guarantee. Um, now, uh, before I put this analogy out there, all analogies uh all analogies have pushed too hard break so uh, i want to put that out there first um so the the idea here of a guarantee is um uh, ha- Anybody know what earnest payment is? Like, if you're looking to buy um, like something large, property or a house, oftentimes what you'll do um, is that you'll put down money in earnest. This is essentially if if I fail in coming this, this is yours, right? I'm putting this down, showing you that I that I'm serious about making this transaction, um, and it's yours if I walk away from it, right? That's essentially what what earnest is. It's a it's a guarantee towards my intent. Right um, in this transaction. So this idea here of the Holy Spirit being promised, this uh, uh, who is a guarantee of our inheritance. Uh, this is this is the fact that you, as a follower of Christ, have the indwelling of the Spirit is God's evidence to you that He is serious about this transaction. Okay. Um, now as as we know like when it comes to human affairs um, we've we fail in in a number of ways and uh, when you think about um, what how it is that we will oftentimes fail in our promises to one another even in business transactions um, we have to understand here that God is uh, not of the same character as we are in this regard and when he puts down this type of guarantee um, this is something that it, we can be sure of that he is not going to uh, back out of uh, this promise that he's made for us. And so the Holy Spirit stands for us as evidence um, of this uh, inheritance and and us taking possession of it. Um, so this is, again, another thing that points us to... Um, an understanding that as believers in possession of the Holy Spirit dwelling within us, um, that we can be sure that we will take possession of the inheritance that He has promised to us, and ultimately that being the resurrection, um, being given uh, new bodies in eternity um, to spend um, in those new bodies with Christ um, in His in His presence. So um, as co heirs with Christ, which is just nuts. Um, so now <clears throat> we're going uh, to look to First Peter um, chapter one, verse five. Um, this is the this is kind of the the fourth, the last of the um, of us looking at this this side of perseverance in regards to um, God keeping us, God holding us, God completing this work within us. Uh, so First Peter, chapter one. Uh, actually, I may go back and I may go back and read a little bit more. I'm going to go back into verse three. So blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. So we see this inheritance again, we see these promises that are being kept for us. And then we see this in verse 5, this idea and and one of the things that I want us to realize is that the thing being guarded is us. Right? It's not the inheritance. Um, that is being guarded here, but it is you who are being guarded through faith, right? So verse 5, pay attention there. Who by God's power are being guarded. That's you. Believer, if you have placed your uh, hope in Christ, if you are indwelt by the Spirit of God, if you can see the work of God within you, bringing you more and more in conformity to Christ, if you continue in faith, It is because God's power is guarding you. Now, there are two ways that we could look at this word guarded here. Um, What do you do to prisoners? Prisoners have what? Guards. Why? So they don't escape, (laughs) right? (laughs) So uh, are you going to escape from the Father's hand? Not if by the... father's power you are being guarded okay there is no escape for you now <laughs> okay? you are his you should have thought about it long and hard <laughs> you are his possession now um, he is guarding you in that regard by his power Right, there's no escape for you. that should bring you great hope okay. <laughs> it can It can kind of sound scary <laughs> there's no escape from him um, but uh this is this is this is a great hope for us as believers, especially if you um have ever considered or maybe are of the persuasion that you could escape from his hand okay um, no, no, his power guards you. of God yeah. Because
1: they considered favor of God being of his like
0: prosperity yeah. and good health and all these things, and so this is is great hope right here. Yeah. It's, it's and now there's another there's another a second way that we can look at this. Um, what do what do soldiers surrounding a wall do? Are they trying to keep the people inside? from escaping, or are they guarding in, in the sense of defending, right? So there is guarding, then this, this is taken in both senses. God is working in both ways. One, you're not escaping. Two, no one's coming to get you, right? Like you were being guarded by the power of God. There is no escape, and there is no overthrowing, Okay? So it is not as though Satan... If Satan and all of hell rose up against you, it is them versus God. And that is a... They're on the bad side. They're on the losing side of that. All of hell could not. If, it, if, if all of hell decided to come against you individually as a believer, if all of the fallen angels chose you as their target, the worst they can bring upon you is death in this life. You are ultimately guarded. And and I think, like, looking at the cross, um, looking at, uh, and we kind of touched on this last week, like, um, this idea that... uh, that the ruler of this world has been has been judged um, in the work. So there's several places. Job is one where we can see um, where where Satan falls in line when God calls when God calls to the throne. Satan, um, the rebel, the father of lies, has to come. Right. Um, again, we see um, in the work of the cross um, the. Uh, powers of this world being put on open um, open display of of their uh, inability to work against God's plan ultimately right like and, and instead they actually work in accordance with right like like Jesus telling Judas go and it, Satan entering in and ultimately what does he do but bring salvation to God's people right like like this is a this is something to be considered. Um, that the power of God working in us, um, that, that, that nothing can uh, come against it here, um, is, uh, is clear throughout Scripture. So when it is God who guards us and keeps us, um, we have no fear um, that we will, one, escape from his love, or uh, two, that someone would come and um, uh, take us from it. Okay, we are his, he is keeping us, holding us, guarding us. Um, So what then do we make of uh, the the numerous places within scripture where we are given uh, these warnings? Let's look at a couple of those um, quickly here. So uh, John chapter 8. John chapter 8. Um, we're going to look at verses 31 and 32. So, John chapter 8, verse 31. So, Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. So, um,. Can you be a follower of Christ and not abide in His Word ultimately? Can you? No. No. Okay. Um, Jesus said to the Jews who had believed Him, If you abide in My Word, you are truly My disciples. So what what is an evidence... Okay. Now, we've covered if you, are, if you are a disciple, if you are truly a disciple, who is it that keeps you? Ultimately, it is God who keeps you. Uh, will you fail to abide in his word if you are truly a disciple? Will it ultimately be because of you? No, it will be because God works in you. Okay? Your abiding is contingent on the work of God, not on you ultimately, right but as an evidence of this, right? if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples, right? So if you do not abide in the Word of God, and I'm not talking about like, did you read the Bible Monday? <clears throat> Right. That's not what I'm. That's not what I mean here. Right. Did you Did you fail in in reading the Bible seven days this week for six hours a day, or you know, like name your, you know, name your whatever work you would do. That's not what I'm saying when I'm when I'm talking about this. As a general pattern of your life, do you abide in the Word of God? When you think about what hope you have for making decisions accurately in this world, do you consider the Word of God. When you think about how it is that you will guide your family, do you consider the Word of God? Do you abide in the Word of God? If you are, if you do, that is supporting evidence that you are truly a disciple of Christ. And he says, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Right now, Turn with me to Colossians. We're going to look at Colossians chapter 1, uh, verse 22. Uh, Actually, I'm going to go back and and start at verse 21. Um, And you who were once alienated and hostile in mind... Paul became a minister. So, I want us to look at that verse there, right? This is another one of those places that gives us um, kind of this, this warning, this idea that we should be continuing, right? Verse 23 here, if indeed you continue in the faith. Ultimately, what this tells us is that you're continuing. Your perseverance is evidence of the reality of the claims that you make about your walk with Christ. Right? So if you do not persevere, you were never his. Right? Though you may do great works for him, he will not say, I knew you once. He'll say, I never knew you, right? Consider that, consider that. That you've done great works in my name, but I never knew you. Not that I knew you once and you fell away. Not that I knew you once and you lacked perseverance, but that you did all of that work and never knew me, right? Continuing in faith is evidence of who you are, and that your claims are uh, that your claims are true. Right, when you say that you are a follower of Christ, you will persevere if you are. Time will tell the truth about your profession here. So let's look uh, at Hebrews chapter three. Hebrews chapter three. We've got two more, and then we will be. We'll be done. Hebrews chapter 3, we're going to look at verse 14. For we have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the end. So, we have come to share in Christ. Now, one of the things that you will notice about these usages of this, this, these warnings, right within Scripture. These like calls to perseverance. These like, if you are mine, you'll abide, right? These types of, these types of things. These are given in, these are given in, um, uh, as they're being spoken to numbers of people, um, of which any given church guaranteed there will be those who were in that church over time, who participated in the activities of that church, who ought to have heard these warnings because they were never of them, right? This is is true of any group that you would find of of believers of sufficient sizes, that there will be those within them um, who have either lied to the group About their profession or who have lied to themselves uh, about it and how we know is that time will tell right for we have come to share in Christ if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the end and he can make these he can make these claims like this because he understands that your ability to hold to abide to remain to persevere is not fixed in your abilities but in the one who is working these things to completion right so you will abide if you are if you are his you will abide if you are his if indeed we hold our confident our original confidence firm to the end you will hold that confidence firm to the end if you are crossed right So now um, verse uh, let's go to this is the this is the final one we'll be done here. First um, John chapter 2 and we're going to be looking specifically at verse 19 here. Actually, I'm, I'm going to read 18 here as well. Children, it is the last hour, as you have heard, that Antichrist is coming. So now many Antichrists have come. Therefore, we know that it is the last hour. Verse 19, they went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out, that it might become plain that they... All, that they all are not of us. okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna read verse 19 again. I want us to pay very attention very close attention to this here. So um, what is the connection that he's making about remaining? And I'm not talking this is this here is not speaking towards those who have gone to serve at another church, right? This is not those who remain faithful, but they're serving in a different location, right? This is speaking of those who were among us, but now have removed themselves from us, right? This is those who have fallen away. This is those who have not persevered. What does he say of them? Verse 19, they went out from us, but they were not of us. Again, Perseverance is an evidence of whose you are, right? Um, For if they had been of us, he says, for if they had been of us, they would have continued with us, right? If they were true believers, they would have continued in that belief. That's that's the connection that he's making here. But they went out that it might become plain, right? So they're, they're... They're leaving the fellowship of the church. Does what? To their profession. They're they're removing themselves from the body of Christ in this way. Does what? To their profession. It makes it plain to them. But they went out that it might become plain that they are not of us. Right? Um, So... We'll, we, will, we will end there. Um, when it comes to um, our perseverance as believers, we ought to be certain that we will not fail to, uh, to attain uh, the promises that God has put forward for us. And we ultimately rest in His work within us that gives us confidence for this. Um, and we understand that. Um, ultimately and this is in a real ultimate sense ultimately um, you know that I'm his because you see my life right you know that I'm his I know that you are his because I see your life and there's one thing that you can't do is fake this forever right you cannot fake this thing forever Um, Perseverance is evidence of whose you are here. Um, If you find yourself um, in a place where perhaps you are um, fearful that you might lose this gift that God has given to you. stick with those first four verses. Spend spend time looking at the context of those. Uh, Particularly, I I love myself, Philippians 1-6, because it, it is a constant reminder to me that ultimately, this doesn't mean that I don't participate in this work, right? This does not mean that the energy that I expend in my relationship with God, can't draw me further than if I'm just lazy. But ultimately, this work is God's work, um, and He will complete this work for me. He will complete this work for you if you are His. Um, we will, we will end, we will end there, um, and then. Um, We'll pick up in a in a new spot next week.